Mm. You know, it was right after rain and there were frogs out there. I mean, it was just so cool. And I was, that sticks in my brain. And, um, wow, my goodness, this is like, uh, some kind of weird therapy now for me. What a great idea. Welcome back to What a Great Idea. It's been a little while. We've been on a long extended break here, but we're good to be back. Derek, it's good to see you again. Good to see you. Been too long? It has been too long. Um, I've missed it. Derek was saying earlier that he's missed it. And uh, we're excited to get back and talk about some fun things. Uh, if you're not familiar with What a Great Idea, uh, we don't talk about heavy things. Uh, Derek and I are pastors. Our whole lives deal with heavy things a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, so the... <laughs> This is an exercise for us to just uh, stop, reflect, and realize the beauty and glory of God all around us in the world. Uh, so there's no politics here. There's no hot takes and heavy opinions about this or that, hot topics. We're not even telling people how to improve themselves and get better at this or that. There's nothing wrong with that. But we just want to say, hey, like, let you in on our conversations that we have on a regular basis on the phone. Uh, we talk about things that <laughs> I don't know that most people our age talk about, uh, but it's fun. It's lighthearted. And honestly, I, you know what? I, I, I got to correct myself. I said we don't talk about heavy things, but, you know, the word glory means weight, right? Mm -hmm. So really like, yeah. what we're talking about most of the time might seem lighthearted, but the whole point of what a great idea is, if you really dig down deep, this stuff is like, it's heavy in, a, in the best way possible. Sure. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's uh, the right kind of heavy. And, um, you know, it, it is one of those podcasts where, you know, if you just get tired of, um, you know, just kind of the nonstop grind and you kind of want to go back to an easier time of your life where you didn't have so much responsibility and so much weightiness to your life and kind of just geek out over the smallest of things well this is your podcast this is it when you want to awaken the inner eight-year-old mm -hmm. in all of us yeah this is where you turn it's what a yeah great in idea. many ways this is like the podcast <laughs> for you to like turn your brain off in some yes. ways That's and turn it. on your soul <laughs> oh oh i like that turn your brain off turn on your soul that feels right feels good <laughs> <laughs> Even though, let's let's be real, your brain has a whole lot to do with your soul. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, they're inseparably connected, right? But inseparable. Um, but I understand. But it makes your for point. a good tagline. That's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, and today is is no different. Our topic today, man. This so far, I don't know how many episodes we're on now, uh, but this might be. This is one of my favorite topics so far. Yeah, uh, sure. you're going to love it. Um, today we're talking about trees, folks. Trees. Trees. Trees are unbelievable. They're, they are an absolute gift to our existence mm -hmm. in every way possible. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Um, trees are 
there's so many reasons why they're amazing. Number one, like they're, we wouldn't exist without trees. Literally, you, there <laughs> wouldn't true. be life on planet Earth with you know all the things they do with oxygen and and so forth. There's that. There's obviously trees give shade. They uh, give fruit. Those sorts of things. Um, trees are recreational. Uh, the other day, my daughter had cheer practice, so my son and I were waiting. And there was a, a big tree, a big maple tree there. And uh, he started climbing the tree. And I was like, you know, climbing a tree is one of the most blissful things on earth. Like you, I don't think it's possible to be stressed, upset, overwhelmed, discouraged while you're drive, or climbing a tree. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Think about it. That's very true. How could you? Yeah. Have you ever been stressed yeah, climbing a tree? <laughs> I can't. I've never. Never. It, no. Because if you were stressed, as soon as you start climbing, your your brain is completely emptied of all stress. You're just you're just loving life at that point. There's something uh, very human, if you will, about climbing a tree, isn't there? Yes. Oh man. Yes. It's so organic. It, it's yeah. so there's something so right about it like the, like when you're climbing a tree you're like this i was made for this i have no idea why i was made for it and i think that's why tree houses are such a beloved thing as uh, kids but even as adults like we even as adults you still love tree houses people pay like yeah. 450 bucks a night to stay in one nowadays yeah um so yeah, I was about to say tree houses now are insane. Even the ones that like I went to a uh, friend of mine's and he built a tree house for his children. And I was like, I'd live in that thing. <laughs> I mean, that looks amazing. Oh, that's yeah. not like a tree. That's not a p few pieces of plywood. Um, you know, that you're just kind of like hanging out in, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's right. a real, um, and same thing about, uh, you know, for those of you who like to go hunting, it's uh, deer season. Well, it's bow season in Alabama right now. It's soon to be rifle season. And, uh, you know, you may have a tree stand or you may have a uh, um, a shooting house that's above the ground in a tree. And uh, there's something, and we'll talk about this probably a little bit more, but um, there's something so great about going up this little ladder in a tree and you're sitting in this house and you know, you're watching mm -hmm. all these deer in the field and, uh, but it's like being perched up and being in a tree. I don't know what it yep. is, but it's a totally different perspective, not just high, yep. but like you kind of get a different view of, of things. And I don't know, it always causes me to reflect a little bit more. That is so true. You almost wonder if like the, the physical, uh, being elevated off the ground, it really does. It almost gives you a, it puts your brain into yeah. a perspective place. Like, yeah. So on a larger scale, you know, you think about being in an airplane. Right. And you could go, yeah, well, I'm however many thousands of feet up and everything looks like a dollhouse or small or whatever. But when you fly over the Grand Canyon, um, it, it causes you to really think um, about life and existence. And mm. here we are talking about heavy things. Um, that's right. 
but uh, but it's true. I mean, it, there is something about, um, and I think that's so interesting about one of the things that's so interesting about the way God has ordered the world and um, the fact that we're able and allowed <laughs> and even encouraged to um, pursue technology and things like that. You know, um, mm-hmm. used to obviously you couldn't fly. Now you can, and uh, that gives you a new perspective on things. You kind of begin to see how small you are in relation to everything else. And then I don't know what it's like to be in a spaceship, but I've seen the pictures, which I know doesn't doesn't do it justice, but it's like that's another higher perspective where you're you're higher up, but the higher up you go, I think the smaller you feel, but also the greater the glory of God becomes. You know, you just kind of get this huge view of it and to yep. me, it's just there's nothing like it. I love flying. I love being in a tree. There's just yep. being up is just being right. Mm, that's so good. You know, trees also the thing about them, and it's such an obvious point. We're I, we're definitely going to talk more about this here in a minute uh, because you just got back from the mountains, so we're going to we're going to hit on that. But the beauty of trees is wow. is a it's universal. Nice concept understood by every human who's ever existed yeah uh we we could go all day about that the different kinds of trees the different colors the different shapes um trees just give a vibe like you know in florida there's you know palm trees uh the trees begin to change the closer you get to the coast <laughs> and even the palm tree like it just I love them. it does something to you when you see when you start to see the palm trees for the first time as you're driving towards Florida. Uh, And the fact that landscape and trees go hand in hand, like you can't, not every tree can survive in every climate. Right. You know, it's like, you don't have palm trees in Michigan. Right. Cause they wouldn't survive. Right. But it's like, there's something about each, each um, type of land that has its own particular trees. Each tree has a particular beauty mm-hmm. and a particular usage as well. Cause not yeah. only do they provide oxygen, right? We know the trees and oxygen go hand in hand, but, um, but there is something about, you know, you don't have a coconut tree or whatever. in um, you know, New York city, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, you haven't, you know, tropical climate so yeah there's something about each particular land and kind of tree that's really unique too yeah fun and the quantity of trees so like i have cousins in nebraska and trees are like kind of far in between each one which is its own like cool factor about it right there's just like one big tree out in the middle of a field all by itself like that's cool but when my cousins came here to visit uh, they were like, man, I, I feel claustrophobic. Like you're just driving through tunnels everywhere you go because literally all the highways have just been cut out of dense forest. So there's just yeah. pine trees sticking up on both sides. Yeah. You're literally driving. Through. I've never thought about it cause I've always lived here. Uh, but it's true. And there's something awesome about that. There's something awesome about being somewhere where there's not a lot of trees. And so you notice each individual tree. But then also to be in an area where there's millions and they're all around you. But even that gives a vibe and its own beauty in its own way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Do you remember, this is not on the schedule, but do you remember, I mean, I know you remember this trip, 
but um the trees at the um Okefenokee and how they would be really connected like overhanging um mm-hmm. almost forming a tunnel at yep. some some parts right and then you'd have but you have these really bright colored leaves there in the swamp yep. and so yep. it's almost like you're going through this tunnel made out of trees but then they have these really bright beautiful leaves and I, th- I always thought that i know obviously okay science you know can tell me um you know why those why the lack of light but but being in a swamp has made the trees do and look the way they do i, I get sure. all that sure. i don't really care well i'm not a scientist i'm a theologian i'm not a scientist right what i will say though is um there is something so cool about that to me and so like magical in its own way where i'm like oh my goodness this you know because i didn't expect it i'm like going through this tunnel of trees and i'm going oh my goodness like yeah you know it's unbelievable yeah yeah there's uh you know there's there's biblical significance to trees as well trees all throughout the bible sure uh most notably the beginning tree of life you see the same tree uh at the end of the bible uh and then right in the middle there's a tree where redemption everything happens um and there's there's other trees in scripture i I think that's a really cool yeah i don't know if we get into all that today but it's really cool like how often trees come up in scripture yeah everybody goes immediately to the tree of life which makes sense right like the tree of and then you've got trees in the garden and they play an important role and and again i'm you know i'm not trying to like get into preaching mode here but those are what gerhardus voss called sacramental trees okay don't get scared listeners by that word sacramental um but um like they're trees that are physical and even normal in many respects but they point to a greater spiritual reality mm, yeah and god is in the you know he's in the business of using ordinary things but giving them spiritual significance yeah like the oak. and yeah that's right and i was even thinking like okay bread and wine it's just bread and wine but it's the lord's supper that when we take it together and in the congregation, all those things. Right. And so God, there's a spiritual significance there pointing to a greater reality mm. of being spiritually fed. Well, in the same way in the garden, you've got these trees and they're pointing to a greater spiritual reality, pointing you upward to the Lord. And so you had these two trees set apart that God said, these two things, these two trees are important, not because they look different because I don't think they did, but because they are, I'm setting them apart to point to something greater. So mm. trees are important in that respect. But you yeah. also, man, what was it? Zacchaeus in a tree. Yep. Right. You know, looking. Right. Trying to get it, it. And then you got Jonah. Jonah. That's one of my favorite accounts. Jonah chapter four. You know, he goes and finds shade under a tree. Yeah. Um, and there's actually a, uh, you know, it's a pretty important part of that story at the end. So trees are everywhere. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, I, I was just thinking about that idea, how the the fact that trees live so long, that long life, the, the symbolism and the significance of that. Um, be, for that fact alone, think about this. Trees a lot of times have, like, they're a part of our life story. Like, when you talk about uh, your childhood or, like, your backyard, 
there's always like that tree, you know what I'm saying? Like the big oak tree. Oh, or you man. use that when you talk about like, you remember under the tree, yes. you know, the oak tree or whatever. Um, or, you know, people sometimes will plant a tree at a significant moment in their life. And just to kind of track the years. So as that tree grows, you can be, right, we planted that when we moved here. And all of a sudden, you know, 20, 25 years later, there's this big, beautiful tree and you can, you can watch the tree grow and it there's, you're just connected to it because you've, it's connected to your life. Trees do that, man. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man. You're hitting You're okay. You're, you're, you're strumming my chords here of my heart. You're strumming the chords of my heart. Um, I thought about two trees in particular that are important in my life. One is the uh, willow tree that Ooh. my uh, nana and papa had in the house I grew up in. I grew on, you live with my nana and papa. Oh, family did really. We all live there, my mom and everybody. And um, they had a willow, a killer willow tree. Hmm. And, um, we would, as kids, like, I'd go hide under there because it was so big and so massive I could, and you couldn't see me. Oh, and it was wow. almost like I was in a different world as a kid. You know, your imagination's going crazy, and here you are hiding under this willow tree. Dude, I, I'm getting like, – I got chill bumps right now thinking about Oh, man, about it. that was like, dude, <laughs> I have not thought about that in a very long time. And now you've wow. like, you like put me in the – and then another one, which was a generic tree, probably just a you know, pine tree or something – but I don't know why I remember this, but at my other grandparents' house, I remember going over there and in the backyard, they had cut down a tree. And that mm. was how I learned to count the rings in a tree. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe that's why I met, like, I didn't learn it in school first. I learned in my grandparents' backyard when my grandmother was like, you see the rings here that tells yeah. you the age and going through it all. And, and then we would just count different things and then. You know, it was right after rain and there were frogs out there. I mean, it was just so cool. And I was, that sticks in my brain. And, um, wow, my goodness, this is like, uh, some kind of weird therapy now for me. It is. It's incredible. Every tree, everywhere you've ever lived in your life, wherever that was, you may not remember everything about that place, but you will remember where all the trees were. You know what I'm saying? And like, even when trees fall down or they, or they get cut down. You always remember the tree that used to be there. Like, there's something about trees, man. It's the the steadiness, the faithfulness of them. They're just like the the rock of all your memories. Like, yeah, it's the thing that was always there all along mm-hmm. through all the changes. Yep, man, that's so good. All right, um, so we we got we got a lot of cool topics to talk about today. We're going to talk about Derek's trip uh, to the North Georgia mountains here in a moment. Uh, And then we're going to talk about our favorite trees uh, in general and also during the fall season, which we are just about to hit peak season of fall colors here in the South. I'm so stoked about. And then uh, I've got some amazing facts for you about trees that you may or may not know that uh, if you don't know this, uh, it's going to blow your mind. All right. Just saying. And then we're going to end the show today with some amazing trees around the world, like actual individual trees that are just so cool, so staggering. So that's where we're headed for today's show. But Derek, first of all, 
you just got back from the North Georgia mountains where I'm sure the colors are just about uh, in full scale beauty. Um, tell me about it. Tell me about yeah. the trip, the trees, all of it. Yeah. So the trip was awesome. We got a cabin in the Blue Ridge mountains and the view we had, did I send you a picture of that? You did not. Okay. Well, I'm a bad friend. So, the picture uh, of the view we had is just insane because this person in their cabin had um, a back deck that was screened in and overlooked the mountains. <laughs> mm. And uh, it was it was something spectacular. But it was interesting because we're a little behind in Alabama with um, the colors changing. We're always behind everybody else. It's, it's actually still pretty dang warm here. And uh, so anyways, when we were driving into Georgia, when we started seeing those colors change on all those trees, mm -hmm. there was really something in both of our hearts, my wife and I, we just thought, oh, this is it. You know, this is, <laughs> this is something special. And then to be able to, drive through the mountains and see all the different colors that were just popping out everywhere. And actually when we visited her family in Ringgold for a day or two, we drove through the battlefield, the Chickamauga battlefield and, you know, right by the museum, civil war museum. Yep. Um, right there by first press Fordo. And the colors were just really vibrant even then. And they weren't to their full pull you know what they will be here in a week or two, but it right. was pretty spectacular. So the trip in general, and also since we're talking about the trip, ate at a killer, killer steakhouse out there. In it's called Blue Grace Ridge? Prime. Yeah. It okay. was unreal. Good. It was know. um they even bring out a wooden box that um contains like eight different knives different styles handles blade shapes links okay because you pick your own cutlery when you order a steak it was pretty awesome oh, so wow. it, it was a great trip but the trees were a highlight for both of us that's amazing yeah you know every year at this time of year not only do the colors change but by god's providence the wind begins to pick up and I often wonder why. It's probably just to blow the leaves off the trees. It's like the whole purpose of the wind. Because <laughs> it happens every fall. Uh, but it's uh, that's my favorite part of fall. Not just the colors, but when the leaves are blowing off of the trees as you're driving or walking in the park. Or like me and my kids like to play this game to see how many leaves we can catch. So on a windy day, we're just out there. we got these two huge oak trees plus some woods behind our house. So when the wind gets to pick up, leaves just start mm. flying through the air, and it's just a race to see who can catch the most. I could do that for hours. It's the most fun yeah. thing ever. Yeah, that's um, good. I love yeah, it. All right, good. so favorite tree in general, all right? We always have – it seems like we always have a segment in an episode called Favorite Whatever because who doesn't like to talk about their favorite whatever? Sure, right. Uh, you, I think everybody, if you were to think about it, you probably got a favorite tree. You just never thought about it or, or asked about it because you're not a nerd like us. But favorite tree, and then also favorite. This could be the same tree, but favorite like fall colors 
Favorite tree in the fall. Put it that way. What do you got? That's tough. That's tough. So I could pick some kind of weird, crazy tree that I've actually never seen in person, but I've seen pictures. I don't want to do that. Hmm. My favorite tree that I just always point out and say, I love how that tree looks is a Japanese maple. Uh, that is a solid choice. Uh, that red is, I mean, it just, it, that red is amazing. It, it is hits. A deep. It hits crimson i mean i know you're you're an alabama fan now so nah. uh, <laughs> you're correct though sometimes restaurants will have a japanese maple out front and that red it's awesome and that's such a cool tree the way it spans out they're yeah. usually kind of short but they kind of spread out yeah. i agree man they're awesome yeah Love it's it. a good one is that your fall choice as well no i mean it could be um you know, in fall, honestly, now this is gonna be kind. Of, this might. We don't need to rabbit trail here, but I'll give my opinion. I actually love not only when trees are changing colors, but I love when trees are leafless. Hmm. Like in the winter, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But my favorite fall or my favorite tree in the fall is one without leaves. I don't care what it is, but if I can see a bunch of branches, yeah, I don't know what it is. I think trees without leaves are, it's so just, they're, they're so pretty. And, uh, I, you know, this may go to my melancholy disposition and my natural gloom and doom that I look <laughs> at the world in, but, um, I love, you know, everything about winter and yeah. the shorter days and the dead trees and. I mean, I just, I don't know what it is, but it's always struck me as something I enjoy. Listen, this is why you're on the What a Great Idea podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know many people who would point out the beauty of a leafless tree. I think most <laughs> most people would think, oh, poor tree. You know, they've lost all their leaves and it's winter yeah. and everything's dead. Even though, yeah. let's be real, it's not dead. It's actually growing underneath but that's another okay. thing um but to point out the fact that yeah this tree is amazing in the moonlight in particular yeah. leafless trees man yeah it's awesome it's so cool well and there i love so I, I i love halloween and the purity of halloween not the crazy kind of gory and sexualized Halloween that we have today, but just the purity of Halloween and the sure. festivities and the candy and all those things. And if you watch a kind of a, a any kind of Halloween based movie or show or go to the store to buy a Halloween decoration or whatever, it's always a leafless tree that's there. Right. And so I think I associate leafless trees with Halloween and in Christmas to a certain degree. Um, and I've always just found yeah, being able to lay out in your yard or something and see the moonlight and there's no leaves in the way and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. There's something about it that I really enjoy. It's cool. That's so cool. It's a circle of life. Yeah, circle <laughs> of life. I think for me, I got my favorite regular year-round tree is the maple tree. Mm. It's a good one because. To me, it is the quintessential tree. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the shape, mm-hmm. just the the shape of the leaves are, are really unique and beautiful. But it, they usually grow out into just the perfect round lollipop looking tree. It's like the tree that you paint, you know, if you're going to do a painting. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, that that's funny. If you're a kid, right, drawing a tree or painting a tree, what you're doing the maple? You're drawing tree. the maple. That's what you're doing. <laughs> you're <drawing the> maple. <laughs> and maple's a good one. The color on some maples are really, really pretty. Oh, and in the fall, they are they're majestic. They're and a maple leaf is if you're drawing a leaf, you're yeah. almost always drawing a maple leaf. You're gonna draw the yeah. It's the classic <laughs> tree. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. And yeah. they're great for climbing. Uh, also, side note, they it's where you get maple syrup, which that who doesn't love that? That's a miracle on so yeah. many levels. How that it's made, what it takes, it doesn't make any sense, but it is delicious, and it just comes out of juice from the tree. I mean, you got to cook it, but like, good grief. That's amazing. So maple tree is my favorite. Now my favorite fall tree would be the ginkgo tree. All right. Now these have like the little, uh, their leaves are shaped like fans. Like if you were to mm-hmm. like handheld fans, mm-hmm. uh, and that, which is so pretty in and of itself. But in the fall, they turn this bright neon yellow, like, Oh and yeah, and there's almost no uh, variation in it. It's like it's every leaf is the exact same color, bright neon yellow. In yeah. downtown Chattanooga, they line the streets with them. So when you're driving yes. through, there's just yellow leaves all over the ground, flying through the air. Man, I absolutely love them. I think they're beautiful, pretty sweet trees. So that's my yeah. favorite, my favorite fall tree, the ginkgo. That's a good one. That's a good one. I, uh, you know, that one surprised me and it shouldn't, um, but I didn't even think about that tree, but that's a good one. The yellow is nice. Yeah. A lot of times, like cities tend to use them a lot, like they in do. streets or around restaurants and stuff, because they don't yeah. get too huge. I don't think either, but yeah. man, they're pretty. Um, all right. So I, I gotta, I gotta share with you an amazing fact, uh, about trees that you may or may not know. So this is a little tiny segment of Derek. Did you know? Uh, what, what I'm about to tell you, this, a lot of this information comes from a book called The Hidden Life of Trees uh, by Peter Wallabin, I think is how you say it. Hmm. Uh, this guy, he's, just a, he's a tree dude. But basically, uh, he, he kind of unveils a lot of things they're just now starting to learn about trees. And that is like, okay, so check this out. Trees are, all trees are connected underground. Not only for like their root system, but also there's like fungi that grows literally in a connected web between all the trees underground. They call it the the, the wood wide web. Okay, and so <laughs> so through this network, trees like can send nutrients and sugar to other trees who are sick and dying or being attacked by insects to preserve their life they can warn each other of like insects or attacking or whatever invasion to like warn the other trees and those those trees will start putting off like scent or some type of chemical that repels those pests they can recognize 
uh, trees of their own kind through this fungi web. Uh, even like big trees, you know, like if you got a bunch of trees and there's a smaller one underneath that can't get any sunlight, um, you think, well, like, how can this tree grow or survive without sunlight? Well, the big trees will actually feed the younger tree sugars and stuff to keep it healthy and strong while it's hid under the thing. And then eventually when a big tree dies and falls, that small tree will take off in the gap to get the sun. But like hmm. trees are literally communicating and taking care of each other underneath the soil through this connection through the fungi and the roots and all that. That's blowing me up right it's now. It's unbelievable. That's, that is unbelievable. It also, man, that's dying for sermon illustration. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the hidden life of trees. It's not a theological book, but man, there's some goodies in there. Man, the secret <laughs> life of trees. Okay. That's pretty awesome. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Blue surprised I learned something new today. Yeah. It's awesome. Wow. All right, well, you're about to learn some more new stuff that you're going to be fired up about. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, ladies and gentlemen of the Woggy fan base, the massive worldwide, <laughs> it's not worldwide, Woggy fan base. I'm going to talk about some amazing trees around the world. These are actual individual trees that have some pretty cool facts about them. Here we go. Number one, the biggest tree in the world. Are you aware of this? Do you know what the biggest tree in the world is? I do not. There is one, and it is the unanimous biggest tree in the world. It has a name. Its name is General Sherman, <laughs> which is an awesome tree name. By the way, I've never thought about naming trees. I probably should like name trees in my yard. That feels kind of fun to me. Um, <laughs> like General Sherman, like yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, no, Mark General Bowers, if it's a redwood, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Okay, General Sherman is at Sequoia National Park in California. It is a giant sequoia, of course. And here's the deal, dude. This tree is 275 feet tall, which is not the tallest, but still ridiculously large. Yeah. Uh, but here's the kicker. It is 36 feet in diameter. Whoa. Yeah. So, pound for pound, like, it's far and away the largest, in terms of just sheer size, tree in the world. I mean, 36 feet. Basketball goal. Like, you yeah. know, a rim is 10 feet off the ground, right? So, like, mm -hmm. three and a half plus a foot, you know, but still, three and a half basketball goal diameter. Yeah. Man. Unbelievable. My brother has, I've never been over there. That's one of my goals in life to see the, the sequoias. Yeah. Uh, but my brother went and he's like, he's like, I don't have words. I have no words. I just, they're so big. You just can't fathom it. Yeah. It just I feels like imagine. you're, you're in honey. I shrunk the kids and you're the one who got shrunk. Um, so this are the sequoias. Where is that again? California. Is that where they filmed Lord of the Rings? Or or no, not Lord of the Rings. Is that where they filmed um, Star Wars? I'm not sure. Indoor or whatever. Um, it's possible. Maybe it is Lord of the Rings. 
Yeah. Well, know. I know Lord of the Rings was in Nor, not Norway, uh, New Zealand. Yeah. A lot of it. Maybe okay, not all so of it. Okay. So I'm. So they filmed the forest part of Return of the Jedi in Redwood National okay. Park. Yeah. Okay. So I'm. I'm in the same. Okay. I'm yeah, in yeah. the. I'm in the ballpark. Okay. You're in the ballpark. You're in the same state. All right. So so that's the that's the largest tree. Okay. Now 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 to the tallest tree in the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which also is in the state of California. More towards the coast. It is a redwood. Okay. Its name is Hyperion, and Hyperion is three hundred and eighty feet tall. What? Yeah. Now if you if you look this up, like it it's like towering above the forest around it. It's that is crazy. That's it is awesome. unbelievable. This tree's taller than the Statue of Liberty and Big Ben. By by quite a bit, actually. Um Yeah, unbelievable. By the way, do you know Big Ben? Th- that's not the name of the tower. It's actually Elizabeth Tower is what that's called. I think I think I could be wrong, but I think Big Ben I'll, is the I'll name of the clock. <laughs> I know nobody will. Nobody yeah, will. I'll but there's a little history that. lesson for you. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, Something I'll never admit to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now for the oldest tree in the world. This is going to blow your mind. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready. Okay, the oldest tree also has a name, and its name is obviously Methuselah. Methuselah is located in Oregon, but here's the deal. Uh, nobody knows specifically where it is. It's it's kept under wraps by the National Forestry Association. Really? Yeah. Like they they will not tell you where it is because they don't want somebody to vandalize it or poison it to or something. To pull a Harvey up dock and pour poison into it like you did Tumor's Corner. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So this tree is supposedly four thousand eight hundred and fifty three years old. Dude, that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So for sense. for perspective, uh, this is this tree would have been established before the pyramids of Giza were being built. Like it, it would have, it would have been alive in Oregon while they're building the pyramids. Wow! 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 That's insane. Mm. So insane. that dude, I don't even know what to think about that. Um, you know, I've never been to Israel, but I'm told that if you go into the garden of Gethsemane, the trees there were there when Jesus was there. Yep. I've heard that. At least some of them. And that don't even, I mean, I mean, okay. Trees can't talk, right? But in the eschaton mountains sing and trees clap or trees sing and mountains clap, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. But. Okay. So I know a tree can't talk. It's not Wizard of Oz. But there's, I mean, I'm not some weirdo, but like, dude, to think that there are trees that Jesus himself maybe took a nap under. Yeah. That's or was arrested trees, standing man. by. Yeah. Like you could, you could hold, touch, climb in the same tree Jesus touched. Yeah. Or that Peter fell asleep on. Like, yeah. Yeah, man. Wild. Almost 5,000 years old tree there's a there's a tree on the earth right now that has lived through the last five thousand years (laughs) 
I wonder what kind of shape it's in. Like if it's going to make it, how much longer it's going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What's the rule for trees? I don't know. I don't know. So there's a, it makes me think of this. So there's a story and it might be apocryphal, but I choose to believe it's real. So it's all about my truth, right? Um, (laughs) That Martin Luther was asked if you knew Jesus was coming back tomorrow, what would you do? And he said, I'd plant a tree today. Yeah, I've heard that. And of course, you know, that's a view of the end times that I, I, I would ascribe to, of course, but, um, but, um, it kind of makes me think of that, that once, you know, there was a day, not necessarily Methuselah's that tree, but like I have trees surrounding my house and I kind of think, I wonder how long they've been there. Mm-hmm. Or I wonder who planted, you know, I wonder who planted that tree, who planted the blueberry bush in my backyard. I don't know. Just always yeah. been there for a long time, you know? And it's almost like if you planted a tree today, who knows who in the world could sit under that tree yeah. a thousand years from now. Right. That's crazy to think about to me. Uh, it's wild. That is wild. I think that's why trees, one of many reasons why trees are so just majestic and just larger than life in so many ways. Cause they literally are, they live longer than our life on earth. So <laughs> like they transcend generations. Man. Um, all right. So I got another tree for you. Uh, this one's cool. This one is, uh, uh, by the way, isn't it interesting that the, the biggest, the tallest and the oldest tree are all on the West coast of the United States. I just found that interesting. Um, there's a tree in uh, Bahrain called the Tree of Life. That's its name. Now, here's what's interesting about the Tree of Life. It's in Bahrain. That's an island near like Qatar and Kuwait in, in the coast there. Relatively large island. But in the middle of that island, there's a desert that gets little to no rain ever. And yet in the middle of this desert, there's a, a large, sprawling, healthy tree all by itself. No, no other living plant anywhere near it for miles. There's no water source for miles and miles. And yet there's this one tree sitting out there in the middle of the desert. So they call it the tree of life. It's like 400 years old. Uh, nobody knows how, I mean, like, so Scientists would say, like, what well, sounds like the roots have just went down so deep that it's hitting spring water, like way down under the earth, which is probably true. But like, how did it ever get to that point? Like, how did it, how did it get planted and survive long enough to hit the water? I don't know. It's pretty wild. Okay, you're you keep blowing my mind today. For our, we have a, we've had an influx of new listeners, and uh, welcome because this is the kind of content you get. You get things that make you go, really, like what? <laughs> so that you're thinking, you're no longer thinking about all the troubles of life. You're thinking about trees right now, and that's the beauty. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't really have a response other than I, yeah. I want to see it. Yeah, I, that's what? my response to all of you. What you're saying, I just want to see it. Just want to see it, yeah. I just want to see it. Same, same. Okay, the next one, this one might be the most staggering one of all. Believe it or not. Okay. Okay. 
This one, you you could argue that this is this is actually the largest tree in the world, and at the same time, the oldest tree in the world. Okay, this tree is called Pando. All right, which means trembling giant. It's located in Fish Lake National Park in Utah. Okay, now here's the deal. This 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 blows my mind. All right, this one organism. It's, so it's one organism, but it's made up of forty-seven thousand quaking aspens. All right, oh. so so it covers a hundred and seven acres of the same identical tree. All right, so here's what's cool about it is apparently it's not forty-seven thousand individual trees that this particular tree. It's actually one root system. It's it's all born from this from one organism, and the way that it spreads out and spawns is it just grows an identical, what would look like a, a brand new tree coming out of the ground, but really it's just another part of the same tree. So <laughs> so oh technically, this one tree is forty seven thousand trees over one hundred seven acres. And each one of those trees are identical in their DNA. Like, they're the exact same. And speaking of another serving illustration. All right. There you go. There you go. So, yeah, dude, like that, first of all, it's beautiful. If you look it up, it's, it's amazing. Um, you you could say then that's clearly the, in fact, they, they used to think this was the single largest organism in the world was this the, the panda. Wow. Uh, but now they've found like a fungal mat in Oregon. that's like a thousand acres or something. That's, wow. <laughs> that's bigger, but you might say this is definitely the largest tree. If you go, all right, well, if that's all one tree, then it's the largest, but also, uh, they think if you're an old earther of that persuasion, um, that this pando is a million years old. So, there's that. And if that's true, then it would be the oldest as well. Wow. But, uh, pretty fascinating. I love it. I'd love to go. I'd love to see it too. Go to Utah and just walk through Pando. That's cool. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. It's awesome. Um, okay. So I got one more tree. This is like a bonus tree. All right. It's not like some amazing stat or something. Uh, but, Check out the monkey puzzle tree. To get a chance, look up monkey puzzle tree. Okay. It is. You just got to look at it. it. It, listeners, go look up the monkey puzzle tree. It's just so cool. That's all I can say about it. Oh. The shape That's of it, the 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 way the little petals or whatever you want to call them are designed. It's oh. kind of in the pine tree spruce type family. Yeah, it almost looks like a Christmas tree, but not quite. It looks like something from a Dr. Seuss movie. That's what that's, I would... That's perfect, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty... That's another tree I'd love to see in real life. I don't yeah. even know where they live. Does it? Do you see anything about where so, they live? Yeah, I've got it pulled up here. Okay. Uh, listeners, the monkey puzzle tree... Um. It's an evergreen tree and is native to central and southern Chile and western Argentina. Okay. It is the hardiest species 
um, in a in its particular genus, mm-hmm. is sometimes called a living fossil. It's also the national tree of Chile, or Chile if you're fancy. But okay. I'm from Georgia, <laughs> and it's also considered endangered. Oh, it's a shame. As of 2013, because Let's... people were logging those trees and uh, forest fires and grazing. Don't you can don't log a monkey puzzle tree. You know what I'm log saying? A pine. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, man! Oh. You gotta leave that guy out there. They're so cool. <laughs> well, that's got to be on my list. So if I'm if I'm ever down in that area. I'm going to be like, does anybody know where a monkey puzzle tree is? I just want to see one before That's I head back home. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Oh, man. All right. Well, that's my little nerd moment of the episode. Uh, Derek, that's all I got today. I think we got a lot to think about when it comes to trees. But, uh, man, yes, eyes wide open. What a great idea. Go out in your yard tonight. Hug a tree, <laughs> climb a tree, sit by a tree, sit in a tree, just anything. Just enjoy. Put a hammock between two trees. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Uh, that's a whole other topic. You, you, <laughs> the things you can do. Uh, it's a whole, that's why I didn't bring it up earlier. It's a whole Zip other topic. line between trees. Build a tree house for your kids <laughs> or yourself, uh, for you and your spouse to sit in a tree house at night. Um, that sounds like a great idea too. Uh, yeah, all things trees. It's awesome. Uh, but thanks for listening, uh, rate, subscribe, review all the things that help, uh, push this podcast and get it to more and more people would be awesome. And, uh, Derek, it's been fun and we got more topics coming in the days ahead. Uh, that's going to be more fun, more glory, more great ideas. Yep. Love it. Look, looking forward to it. All right, buddy. We'll see you. Cheers.